Right. So uh, I am ready. I've got my water. Uh, I'm going to try and drink the water I prepared, not the water I've been using to water down my paints with. That's going to be interesting when you inevitably get that wrong. Uh, it does happen every time. I've often cleaned off my brush in my tea mug with the tea still in it. As have I. It's it's heartbreaking is what it is. jackasses. I then continue to drink the tea because what the fuck? I'm putting that paint in my mouth constantly anyway. Yep. It's non-toxic. It's probably good for you. It's got necessary colours and... Non-toxic and good for you are not the same thing. Sure it is! That is not interchangeable. Non-toxic means it won't kill you, right? Um, no. And, and what doesn't kill you does what now? But that's not what that means. Okay. It can still kill you in other ways. Yeah, maybe if you've got, like, got it in your blood or like in your eye or something. Or drowned in it. Yeah, that would be super bad. It'd be really hard to do with those tiny little pots of paint as well. Unless you've got a lot of them. It'd be like that, that White Queen episode that I saw the other day, of the, that had, which I just caught five minutes of, which had a guy being drowned in a vat of wine. That's easier to do. Yeah, because he, he, picked, he picked his own execution method, and he picked being drowned in a, in a vat of wine. Why would you pick drowning? I don't know. I mean, I suppose... Yeah. With being hung, being cut off with an axe, being cut off... Sorry, your head cut off with an axe, head cut off with a sword... Or being hung and he chose drowned in a vat of wine. That wasn't an option! Cheating bastard. Hello and welcome to World One Stage One. I'm Simon. I'm Jack. And I'm Irish. And we're back again for another episode. Hooray! It's like we're actually doing these episodes, and these guys. These, yeah. these guys, these days. These guys. No, these guys are also doing this episode. These guys, these days. These are guys doing are hearing? These episodes. We're totally doing episodes. Mm, mm. I'm impressed with us. Yeah. Although, to be honest, I would probably rather be paying, playing Payday right now. Paying Playday? Yes. I don't know who Playday is, but, you know... Payday 2 is a game that we all need to play. Yes. Because it's four-player co-op. I've been playing Payday with uh, Alan, and it's it's really good. The original one, I mean. Payday 2 is better. Cool, okay. My Imagine computer Payday. can't run Payday. Payday. Hmm? I don't think my computer can run Payday. Well, you need to work on that. Yes, get a better... Because we all need to play Payday. I need a better computer. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, i got, I got something else to get in the way now, so... Yep. And whose fault is that? Uh, it's his fault. Biology. Yep. <laughs> like all things in life, we can blame this on Jack's penis. Yep. Wait, you're Jack. No, that Jack. We can blame it's it Jack. on Irish. We can blame it on Irish's penis. We can't blame anything on my penis. It's not impressive enough to do anything. <laughs> yes, payday two is payday with slightly better balance in difficulty, slightly Good. better balance in the leveling. Because playing slightly more variety like, in the gameplay, the difficulty wall of Payday just seems to be kind of like um, rubbing my face on sandpaper. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's still absurdly difficult. Yeah, at the higher difficulties, but that's the point. If you put it on overkill, you deserve what you get. Yeah, I, 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 I've done one done one successful heist. Well, I say successful. I've done one successful heist with Alan, and it was successful because <laughs> um, 
I was the only one that got captured. So I was literally being tasered to the ground by the police whilst shouting at Alan, just run for it, leave me! <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't actually have Payday, but I'm really looking forward to Payday 2, because yeah. the beta is so much fun. If it's anything like Payday, it's a very, very, it'll be a very, very, very fun game. And it's like Payday, but better. Yeah. So what else have you guys been playing this week? Or rather, what have you been doing this week? Because, um, uh, Simon, have you seen Superman this week? <laughs> not this week. Okay. Or Pacific Rim. In fact, I've not been to the cinema this week. Really? Neither, no, neither have I. Neither have I. I've watched a couple of films, but I've not been to the cinema. Yeah, I was going to say, neither have I. There's been nothing on. Oh, that's not true. I do plan on going seeing The World's End soon. Good, good. I saw that uh, last week. Then you have been to the cinema, then. No, that was last week. You didn't. That was before, after the last week's episode. No, it wasn't. Was it? No. So why didn't you mention it last week? I, I didn't mention a lot of things last week. Did I, did I, I mention, did mention it last week. Did I mention that I won a croquet tournament last week? Yes. Oh. I'm going to mention it again. <laughs> yes, um, well, I've been anticipating DLC for Bioshock. Oh! But only today. Oh, yeah. This, by the way, if you're listening and you haven't played Bioshock Infinite, or for that matter, Bioshock... Uh, you might want to skip forward a little bit because there's going to be spoilers. So from this moment forth, spoilers. We'll we'll do a, a, a thing so you know that the spoilers are um, over. So the guys in the chat room, if you don't, if you haven't played it and you don't want to hear spoilers, stick your fingers in your ears. Yeah. Ow. All right, now they're gone. Let's start. The Bioshock DLC is totally based in Rapture. Oh, sweet. Oh, my Before the fall. Yeah. It's when it was still a glorious underwater utopia. And it's all film noir, Book of DeWitt detective, Elizabeth Femme Fatale, it's City a, of Rapture. It's another possible world, isn't it? It looks like. It looks like another man, another girl, another lighthouse. Yeah. If you've played Bioshock Infinite, you'll get the reference. Yeah. Mm. I have not. Um, I don't understand the reference anyway. But it's the fact of they've gone back and redone it so the underwater scenes through the windows aren't just 2D images they've redone it's now completely modelled they've rebuilt Rapture in the Infinity Engine oh it looks so pretty just from the trailer hey it's stunning I can't wait because that one moment in Infinite when yeah. you end up in Rapture is such a haunting moment of that game it's like, and it's oh a great game God. but that moment stands out yeah and looking at it when you get there I couldn't remember that's before Jack turns up, isn't it? I think so. Because looking at it... It's the, pretty much got to be. Yeah, because the, the, the bathysphere that he arrives in isn't there. Yeah. So it could actually be a crossing point. You know, you you dive out and he arrives. Pretty much. I think it's pretty close. Mm. But yeah, it's... Uh, I'm just so looking forward to this. Anyway. Anywho. End spoilers. Spoilers are ended. Uh, we'll tell the people in the chat room. Although, if you type it in now... Spoilers won't be over for another minute or so for them. Mm. So anyway, um, if you're back, welcome back. <laughs> if you decided that you just couldn't risk listening to the rest of the episode, you won't hear this. Cool. So cool. we can just end it here, right? Yep. Cool. We'll just leave about an hour of silence so they feel like they're downloading a properly sized episode. <laughs> <laughs> you're basically some kind of bastard. I... I yes. Yeah, I am. So... What else have people doing this week? Uh, what have you been doing this week? Uh, I've been having my fiance's birthday. How was that? Do you first really... been having her birthday for her? Um, no, but we we had a good time and I and I bought um, Absolute Death, as in like the uh, the Neil Gaiman comics. 
Oh, oh right. Yeah, because yeah. you know that there's the absolute Sandman. Yes. Uh, it is that, but just it's a lot of uh, sort of death comics with like redone art and everything, or retouched Ooh. art. Nice. And a, that sounds really nice. And a big hardback cover done by uh, Dave McCain. Uh, that sounds really nice. Oh, it's it's wonderful and wrote some stuff. And yeah, we we had we had a very 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 lovely relaxing weekend. Uh, very um, pleasant. But that's taken up that's taken up a lot of sort of my my time of just sort of planning that and making sure we had a good time and had after eight mints. Oh man, after eight mints. <laughs> um, other than that, I've been applying for jobs as per usual. Uh, I. That's about it, really. Actually, oh, oh, and I'm planning a. Uh, a Big epic D and D game, like once, once one Sunday a month type thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah, a once monthly for the whole. Like uh, back in the old days, like when we used to uh, when we used to go around to Matt's and uh, play mm. Mage, where like once a month we would play it for the whole day, and that's the idea is that basically I'll run uh, a certain number of campaigns, and they'll last for a day each, and each after the end of each one, people level up, and it'll be a year in game time. So if I do twenty sessions, they'll get up to epic level, and the characters will have been sort of hanging out for twenty years. Interesting. And they'll get the chance to like build up empires and their own personal armies and you know that sort of thing. Hmm. I've actually just gotten involved in a uh, um, Pathfinder campaign yes, where we're me- playing for about half a day each time. In your in in our first episode, you mentioned sort of maybe start uh, starting to go to one of those. So how's how's it been going? Yes. Um, well, we had a one-off session to sort of get used to the idea. Yeah. And then from that, we've spun off the actual campaign with new characters, and it's it's proving interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Because we are treating it like a, a dungeon bashing miniatures game. Kind of like when we used to play Warhammer Quest. Yeah. Except that the GM did try and introduce some role playing elements. Cool. Try being the operative word. Ah. Because the rest of my party decided to attack the role playing elements. Oh. We stumbled into a room where we found another party of adventurers, which they promptly attacked. Ah. And I'm sat there, chaotic good, going, I'm good. I don't necessarily believe in completely unprovoked murder. <laughs> I mean, chaotic, yeah, but... So I was sort of stealthing around the edges of the combat, going, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this. And then sort of leaping in once it started getting bad and fighting to defend my teammates. Yeah. And then looting the shit out of the corpses, because I'm playing a rogue. Yeah, well, you know, it Which... wouldn't make sense to just leave the loot there, would it? Exactly. This was the thing, was the barbarian was like, oh, and where is your high horse now? I was like, well, I don't believe in murder, but I don't believe in wasting opportunities either. <laughs> I love that the rogue is the fucking moral compass of this group, apparently. It's kind of terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> the mage certainly isn't. Yeah. I'm assuming the mage was happen. just like, well, we heard them arguing, which is why we... Uh, were able to sneak up on them. Yeah. And before anyone decided what to do, the mage was like, I'm going to cast Confuse Creature on one of the two arguing people. Yeah. Like, you're going to Confuse Creature? She's not a creature. <laughs> but off he went, and she attacked the nearest thing, which happened to be the guy she was arguing with. Yep. And then the barbarian was like, excellent, opportunistic, I'm going to run in and stab them both. <laughs> and I'm just sat there as the rogue, going, guys, we're not dicks. Yeah. We're not professional murderers. We were briefly debating, are these guys good guys or bad guys? And I've just got, it doesn't matter, we're the bad guys. If you just run in there and, like, kill people, that makes you bad guys. Not one of us was even... Oh, wait, no, one of us was neutral. Okay. But we're all good, other than that, and yet somehow we're a pack of murderers. Funny how the world works sometimes. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see how my game's going to go there, because we've got... 
mostly humans and mostly good guys, but I'm not going to say who, but there is going to be an evil wizard in the party. Hi, Phil. No. No? Uh, Phil's going to be a bard. Oh, okay. Uh, so or unless he's changed his mind. But yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, and I need to speak to you, Jack, uh, when, when you're next round for a gaming night, just mm. to show you one of the other potential races for your uh, monk to be. Oh, okay. Because one word, robo-monk. <laughs> oh, God. I know what you're on about as well. <laughs> yeah. So we're all turning to D and D geeks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not something a, I predicted. Yeah, it's been a long while since I've played a good old fantasy game, and I wanted to. I've decided that I'm gonna put in a bit of a um, a feng shui element to it. Um, <laughs> but basically, like, um, you know how you got the DC checks and all that sort of stuff. Um, I've decided to put in a mechanic into my game, which is if you can come up with something that's specifically <laughs> heroic and swashbuckly. Uh, I will waive the DC check, or at least give you a massive bonus to it. Interesting. So if you want to, like, somewhat go and help one of your party members by, like, running through the crowd to get to them, I'll, you know, do your checks and all this stuff. If you want to go help your party member by, you know, swinging across the chandelier in the tavern, or by launching yourself in a catapult to the, where they are, whilst shouting your battle cry, I'll, I'll, I'll waive the, the difficulty check for that. That's going to be an interesting game. It's, I just wanted it to sort of be high fantasy and adventure and, 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 and swashbuckling. I love swashbuckling, but then who doesn't? So, yeah, I've never played D&D, so... It's going to be fun. It's going to be good. Be first for me. Yeah. If it's run well, it's good. Yeah, and I don't... And I think Jack will run it well. Yeah, because I don't generally tend to give two craps about combat. I will put combat in there, but I'd much rather have um, role-playing be the major part of it. Which is why you know you know how I like my games. Yeah, you're not going to get like experience from killing this X number of monsters. It's just going to be at the end of each session, you guys level up. I'm also continuing to play like four World of Darkness games concurrently. Excellent. Yeah, excellent. My Geist game is on hold at the moment. I'm I'm playing a Malkavian, probably oh mad Malkavian, for the first time in ages. <laughs> I've missed leaving DMs completely speechless. What if, what what have you picked as your uh, derangement? Vocalization. Oh, my favorite. Uh, and basically my character won't shut up. Awesome. And there was a wonderful moment where we've encountered alternate universe versions of NPCs that we know. Huh. Including one of them was the assistant director of an institute that my character is associated with. Yeah. So having had a chat and determined that they believe they've come from this alternate timeline where Gehenna happened, my character was like, one moment, sort of jogged off, went to the assistant director's office door, knocked, was invited in. Now, has never actually met the assistant director and is very much the lowest on the totem pole of this organisation. Yeah. I just walks in and says something along the lines of, Hello, assistant director. We've never met, but I thought I'd come and make sure you were in your office because I was just talking to you outside. And the things you said made me think I should probably come and check that you were here and not out there, or rather here and out there, because if you're here and out there, then the you out there is probably right about what happened to you. I'm already dizzy. And there was just this pause as the DM just sort of sat back in her seat, staring at me. And then half in and half out of character went, I don't know how to respond to that in the slightest. <laughs> so that was fun. Excellent. Um, but I can also, I mean, if we're going, are we talking about uh, tie-in games today? Yes. I can segue us. This is I always fun. I've been Jack's watching... segue of the week. Yep. I have been watching... I need to do some... I want someone to do some fan art of that. Jack and his segues. Um, 
basically, I, uh, I've been watching a bunch of my old favorite fantasy movies from back in the day to get me into the field of writing up a new world. So uh, Conan and the other Conan and the recent what is Conan. What in life? Exactly. Uh, such and such and lamentations of their women. Uh, and Willow. <laughs> and I friggin' love Willow. Willow's one of my favorite movies of all time. And Willow had a tie-in video game. Yeah, it did. On the NES. Uh, made by Capcom. It wasn't a good game. It. I don't know. I've never played it, but I really want to. So yes, we're talking about franchise tie-in video games, largely movie games. So they tend to be the ones that the most games made. There have been a couple of books to games. Mm-hmm. Not as many. Steel Sky. Um, that's not a book, is it? Is it not? No. Oh, I thought it was. I thought I, I assumed that was one of the uh, um, cyberpunky uh, classics. No, I think that's an original story. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Um, but I have no mouth and I must scream. I have done an episode. Neuromancer. Neuromancer. Others. Probably. Yeah. Wheel of Time. I think had one. Discworld. Oh. Yes, that's true. Ah, oh, the Discworld games, which we may do an episode on in the future. Yes, I think we need to do Discworld ones specifically because they are actually really good. Yeah. They are in our remit of games that people should totally play. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, movie tie-in games. <laughs> yes, Jen, Harry Potter. Um, it's, it's a difficult one, because it's like, normally we go, right, these are really amazing things, we're going to talk to you about how you should totally play them, and then we get to movie tie-in games, and we're like, ah. I've got one. Yeah? Straight off the bat, that's a really good movie tie-in game. Uh, the Wolverine Origins tie-in game. What? I was not expecting that to come up as a good game. That was actually a really good tie-in game. But do go on. But um, Wolverine sucked. Yes, Wolverine sucked ass. But the tie-in game um, was done. You know, it's still a tie-in movie game, so it still had various parts of the movie for you to play. But the other side of it was you got to play as Wolverine back when he was still a soldier, still part of a special team, and you worked your way through the jungles, and you, you know. You've got, you've got your bone claws, you've got your healing factor, you've got special senses, special moves that you can unlock because it was a hack and slash, you know. Hmm. Um, but what even he's got all the it was very graphic, like really fucking graphic. Uh, everything from you know just what you can do to them with your claws to smashing in a helicopter's front screen, grabbing the pilot and putting his head into the blades that are spinning above you. Well, that, yeah. that's just rude. <laughs> um, but you've got stuff like um, watching the regeneration, because as you get damaged, you, you will just... As you get attacked, you will just lose you know, flesh and stuff. And you can see it, and you can watch it regenerate as your health fills back up. But you can eat... It's, to think, you think, oh well, you got health regen. That should be, you know, Wolverine is, you know, pretty easy. No, that game was not easy. That game could be pretty relentless for the amount it throws at you. Hmm. It's got stuff like, um, remember the blob scene in the movie, where it's the boxing ring. It's a bit different in nope. the in the game where you're in a supermarket and basically you have to, you get to ride the blob basically. Did uh, I just hear like, the words "ride the blob"? Yeah, ride the blob. I know I heard those words. That's one of the, the 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 lesser parts of the game, but it's a fight against the blob who you know even with your claws can't really be hurt. Um, but that was actually a really good movie tying game. Okay, one of, the, one of the better ones that are out there. What about you, Simon? As opposed you... to 
one of the most legendarily bad, E.T. E.T. Oh, we're, jump, we're jumping straight to E.T. Well, that, yeah, come on, it's one of the classics. I know, the I worst. Thought, yeah, I thought we'd, we'd layer that up and come to that at the end. All right, do you want to spend some time on Superman 64 first? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Like like that like uh, who was it? He sent us an email way back when saying that he got his mate to run over it with his car. <laughs> because the thing about ET and Superman sixty four, they're not just bad franchise games. They're some of the worst video games ever made. Is Superman sixty four really that bad? Because I have never played it's, it. Or- yes, it's awful. It okay. really is. Put it this way: the 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 attract mode. You know when they go into demo mode if you leave them idle. Yeah is a recording of a character, of a player, sort of putting Superman through his paces. And it's clear that even the developer who spent that much time with the game, who was recording the intro, had very little control over Superman. <laughs> fucked up the demo, flew into a wall, just sort of hovered there for a bit and gave up. And that's the intro. No. Yeah, pretty much. No. Yeah, it's... It's a, awful. It's a pretty bad... Yeah... And it's like, it, it, in terms of like the Wolverine game, is there are there any good tie-in games you were going to think of, Simon? Oh yeah, there's there's quite a few. Do you, I mean, do, do you have like a personal favourite? Yes, but it's probably not the best I've ever played. Oh, uh, that would probably be um, Enter the Matrix. Yeah, I remember, yeah that was quite a fun game. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and because I, I'm a huge diehard fan for the whole Matrix franchise, really. Yeah, I loved that it was part of the film canon without being required viewing. Yeah. You could absolutely follow those films without playing it. Because yeah. that was the... If you were. Because you, you were the uh, secondary character. You were Ghost and Niobe. Yeah, it was yes. the, it's the... Was it the Flight of Osiris? The Final Flight of the Osiris, which That's was it. one of the animations in the yeah. Animatrix. So the, the sort of CGI one? Yes, the Square Enix one. Yeah. Which followed the crew of the Osiris as they were trying to drop off a recording which is the recording that they are talking about having received at the start of Reloaded. Yeah. And the way that recording goes from its drop-off point to the people who need to see it is the plot of Enter the Matrix. Fantastic. It's Niobe's job in the game is to pick that up from the drop-off and bring it back. So it's, you know, everything ties in together. Yeah. But you absolutely don't need to know any of that to watch the films. Mm. Arguably the second and third films will make as much sense or as little sense if you have or haven't seen (laughs) either of those. Maybe, possibly. But the gameplay was really good for its time. There were sequences where you were piloting the hovercraft. Yep. There was a driving sequence where you, as Niobe, had to keep up behind the truck uh, so that you could literally tie into the scene in the movies uh, where... The twins, is it? Uh, it's where Morpheus is knocked off the back of the truck. Is it Morpheus? And lands on the hood of Niobe's car. Yeah. So you had to be in position for that to happen. That's pretty cool. Wasn't that and it was game- filled with um, little film clips, some of which were from the film, some of which were filmed whilst they were filming the film for yeah. the game. So they weren't directly taken from the movie, they were sort of made just for the game. Yep. That's cool. Was was, there, uh, was Intermatrix the one that also had like uh, the hack um, mechanic? Yes. Yes, it was. Where you could actually hack the game to give yourself cheat modes. Yeah. By hacking the Matrix. See, that was really fun. I think that was a really good... You can't really do a Matrix game without adding something like that in. The other Matrix game that's worth mentioning is Path of Neo. I've never played Path of Neo. actually... It follows the plot of the films, but it also doesn't. 
at various points, you can act differently to the Neo of the films and branch the character off into his own little storyline. So it's a game full of alternate worlds in which... Well, the very first starting point where you can branch it away is the scene in the first film where he's creeping around the office, avoiding the agents, and he gets to the uh, ledge out of his boss's office and bottles it and is arrested and taken away. Yeah. Yeah. You can not bottle it. You can get out on the ledge and try and escape from the agents across the ledges, across the rooftops, and get down to the ground floor and run out and jump on the back of Trinity's bike and ride off. Huh. Huh. So you can branch away from the plot really early on. That's nice. actually pretty cool. So I, I never really heard any... Obviously, I, I didn't hear any good things or bad things about Path of Neo. I really heard nothing about it. But that's a really interesting way of doing something, especially when you, you've got something that's like an, you know, an established storyline that most people are going to know. Yeah. Really good way to mess with it. The Wachowskis really having fun with what-ifs. Yeah. It wasn't a great game apart from that. The gameplay was pretty average. But to explore a story like that was really quite fun. Especially one that a lot of people are going to know. Mm. Which is one of the problems with video games tying into movies. Yeah. That and, and completely missing the point sometimes. Uh, yeah. That yeah. Too. <laughs> I'll come to those ones later. <laughs> um, another set of ones I quite liked were the Die Hard games. Oh, like the the, um, the ones back on PlayStation? Yeah. Because you had the Di- Die Hard, which was a third-person shooter. Yeah. Die Hard 2, which was on the rails. Yeah, it was a real, it was a real shooter. Real shooter. Free, like a driving game? And uh, Free was a driving game. Was it like Crazy Taxi? A bit like Crazy Taxi. <laughs> it was basically based around that whole thing of, you know, driving from mission to mission from the, the mad bomber, the, the, the um, I forget what his name is now, but the, the villain of, of Die Hard 3. But essentially yeah, it was like that's driving... I was thinking Crazy Taxi. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was basically getting from bomb to bomb. That sounds really silly. It was really, it really was. And if you put, <laughs> if you got, you know, activate the cheat codes, you can make yourself invulnerable, sort of thing. It was just, what's that? Big line of traffic. Not for me. <laughs> Bitch, please. <laughs> oh, cool. See, I, I vaguely remember seeing someone play Die Hard 2. Um, I, Die Hard 2 was by far the best of the three. Yeah. It, um, I, I, I spent hours upon hours playing that one. I think it was part of the one of the trilogy boxes on PlayStation because you had the Die Hard trilogy box set yeah. and the Alien trilogy box set. Yeah. Which seems really weird to say now. Alien trilogy. <laughs> it was a thing. It was. Some would argue it's still a thing. <laughs> <laughs> we all know how the, aliens franch- the Alien franchise works. It goes Alien, Aliens, Alien 3 director's cut, the end. Oh my god. What? I didn't know this thing existed. What's that? Yeah, uh, a video game of The Room. Wait, as in Tommy Wiseau? <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Lisa! There is a video game adaptation of the worst movie ever made by human hands. Yeah, There is. I've just discovered it. <laughs> oh that my god. gorgeous. I need to play this, but also... Point a click in the face. <laughs> it was uh, Newgrounds. Oh, okay. But, uh... It actually looked like an official tie-in game. I was terrified then. No. But, um... Wow. Just reading the plot, and it's just like... Da, 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 da. For the most part, game follows the plot of the movie. Although it goes on further than the movie. <laughs> How does it go on further than the movie? I mean... The game also contains a prologue. I was going to say, a short, short spoiler alert thing here, but how does it go on further than the movie? Tommy Wiseau shoots himself in the face. Yep. 
Uh, the final level of the game permits players to tie up loose plot threads left hanging at the end of the movie. That would need several games to do. Such as the fate of Chris <laughs> R. and Johnny's contentious relationship with his peers at the bank. Uh, <laughs> it, also, it also includes an epilogue revealing... Uh, but, uh, oh my god, that Johnny was, in fact, an alien being inhabiting a human... An alien being inhabiting a human <laughs> body. After, after Johnny's suicide, he returns to his mothership, a giant mechanical spoon orbiting the Earth, and laments how he and his fellow extraterrestrials may never understand human life. Johnny and his two fellow aliens then assume forms rebelling a naked Tommy Wiseau and begin dancing, the end, uh, ending the game. Should the player collect all of the hidden spoons throughout the game, rather than simply dancing during the climax, the aliens fire a ray gun at Earth that reshapes the planet into a giant spoon. You know what? I'm not even, not even shocked. That would actually be <laughs> totally infitting. <laughs> oh, hey, Mark. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is a little bit... Yeah, it's totally suitable. Point and click. Right click. <laughs> Ask about sex life. <laughs> so anyway, how's the sex life? Anyway, <laughs> that's that's horrifying. Yes, it is. Please change the subject, Jack. The Princess Bride game. There's a Princess Bride game? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, 2008. Wow, that's kind of behind the times. Yeah. There's uh, a Pacific Rim game. It's you, terrible. Oh. Uh, is that the really? arcade one? Uh, yeah. Oh, Did anyone, does anyone here play the Rocky game when it came out? No. The newer no? one. Uh, yeah, well, the one the one was on Xbox it was just called Rocky, and it had like all the Rocky movies in it. Well, uh, up to Rocky Five. Uh, no, I did watch some of it on a video once, but I saw it. I just looked at it, and went, eh, it looks interesting, but not my type of thing. Okay, fair enough. As as a massive fan of the Rocky movies, it was really really good to see. It had really interesting. Uh, what's the word? Like realistic in t- uh, real time facial damage uh, mechanics. Right. So, as the match would go on, your face would get more and more bruised and puffed up and stuff like that in the places where you were in the exact places that you were getting hit. Okay. Do you, get to, cu- do you get to cut yourself to relieve the pressure? Uh, I don't think that was part of it. Uh, but it, yeah, it, it sort of. Because you could do that in fight like it, it factored out the um, the parts of Rocky that I really like, that being the really awkward Sylvester Stallone dialogue. <laughs> like seeing him try to act like a normal person is really, really weird. Um, but it just goes into like the the training thing. So you, in the first campaign in Rocky One, you are you're beating up the the, the sides of beef, um, and in the second one, you're like doing the sit ups whilst uh, Mickey occasionally punches you in the stomach. Uh, and then it goes into like, Rock, Rocky Four, where you know training in Siberia. That was quite good. It was buggy as shit. Like if you ever get a chance to look, just type in uh, Rocky uh, Rocky Game Bugs and and take a look at those because man, some of them are scary. If you ever want to, if you ever want to play a game where you see Mr. T uh, take up one plane of existence, so he basically just becomes like a, a vertical totem pole of flesh. <laughs> I'm sold. And fight a jawless Sylvester Stallone who jitters <laughs> in place before phasing through the ground and, ap- and appearing in a mound of corpse parts. <laughs> they got my letter. Yeah. Then this is the game for you. But occasionally, wow. you know, it would actually work properly. Occasionally. Occasionally. But I liked that game. It, it, it tried, it, it fucked up in, in places, but not because the game was bad, but because it was like sort of made a bit shoddily. Huh. Let's see. Uh, yeah. But I think... What about Street Fighter? Oh, that's God, the, yeah. That's it's games sort of... based on a movie. Oh, God, the game based on the film based on the game. That's the one. Where they made they made it like Mortal Kombat, wasn't it? Where It was, it was uh, photo, photo capture. Yeah. 
Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That was the first time I ever saw a PlayStation, and it was playing that. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Yeah. And that was, uh, where was that? That was, that was at Macros. That just, like, that game really confused the hell out. Wasn't there, like, an unlockable character that was, like, a Japanese tourist whose every attack was just throwing things? I don't know. I never actually played it. It was a weird, weird game. Um... And yeah, it was that sort of weird turning turning around thing of you know a game being based on a film and the film being based around a game and it's creating its own little world where Jean Claude Van Damme plays the super American character and Raul Julia is M Bison. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And I always get confused because I remember in 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 Street Fighter the movie. Do you remember Zangief? Yeah. Yes. He went on to be in Firefly. Uh, Simon, do you remember the, the, the big guy with the knife who works for Nisco gets kicked through the engine? Yep. That's Zangief. Yeah, I can buy that. Yeah, it was. I just when I found that out, I was like, oh, that's awesome. I'm glad to see he's still doing things. But to be <laughs> honest, they kind of got Zangief right. Yeah, the only character they got right. Honda, Hawaiian. You get paid. Cami, Australian. Yep. Kyle, Belgian. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sagat, Native American. Ken! Ken Masters! Mexican. <laughs> Ryu. Ryu. Chinese-American. It, it was so confusing. It was a work of genius. It, 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 that's certainly one way of putting it. Evil genius. It came from the golden era of films based on video games. That and like, Super Mario. Oh my god. <laughs> I want to see a game based on the Super Mario movie. That's what I want to see as well. You know, a, yeah, a, gritty, did, a gritty dinosaur city. and It was a really weird idea. That I mean, if you don't remember the, the, the Super Mario Brothers movie, you don't the, the, idea, the idea was that there was an alternate world where dinosaurs hadn't wiped out and they had evolved into the sort of... Um, humanoid. Humanoid thing. So basically, the, the human equivalent of this world were reptiles. And also Dennis Hopper was Bowser, but King Cooper. But then he had the, he had the, uh, the mushroom people. The Goombas... No, 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 not the Goombas. The, uh, or like Peach. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there were actual, like, mushroom people. Yeah, like Toad. Yeah, they were, I mean, there was the Mushroom King, and he was like this sort of wall of fungus with a face. And Yoshi. And Yoshi was was an actual velociraptor. He was amazing. That was, that film was, like, awful, but man, that was a really interesting idea. I liked the Goombas. The Goombas were horrible. (laughs) See, that film, if you'd gone on a marathon playing Super Mario games for 24 hours yeah. whilst listening to really well-read audiobooks of the Raymond Chandler novels. <laughs> that might be the nightmare you had. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I like, I, I like descriptions of games and films like that where someone just explains like, imagine this and then this and then this is the nightmare you would have at the end of it. <laughs> what else came out? What else came out of that same era? We had uh, Mortal Kombat, the films. Yep. One of about 110 billion films in that year alone that used Halcyon and on and on by the Orbital on the soundtrack. Yep. Uh, but, they, you know, Mortal Kombat did also have, you know, the Mortal Kombat theme tune. Which was so good. Which is still, still good. I mean, I can forgive that film any number of sins because that song. Yeah. Um, it still fills the dance floor every convention I go to. Um, yeah. Double Dragon had a game, uh, had a film. Oh, God, it did. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah, I think most of us had sort of forgotten that, or at least... I tried tried really hard to forget that. (laughs) Desperately tried. But yeah, I mean... Wing Commander? Oh, uh, I get confused. Is is the Wing Commander movie the one with um, 
Mark Hamill in it, or was that one of the Wing Commander games? Oh, that was the game. The game, okay. See, this is where, um, again, where I get confused. When, when you start having games that use real-world actors, uh, what's it, FMV? Yeah. Then that's where I start getting confused. See, after Wing Commander Mortal Kombat, it moves into a whole different era of video game movies. Because that's when you got Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah. And well, Resident Evil. Budgets. And also Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Which I, I I know it's not it's not a Final Fantasy, but I really like the Spirits of Wind. I was, I was not gonna a... say it's the only thing in the Final Fantasy franchise that I like. I was not that big a fan of it. But I mean I was trying to think like I just like the concept of the world. Yeah. Um but I was just thinking actually, you know how we complain that you know, video game uh, movie to video game adaptations are usually quite bad. Yeah. Has there ever been a successful video game to movie adaptation? Of course there was Blood Rain. <laughs> Oh my god, we completely overlooked Uwe Boll. Actually, <laughs> well, it depends how you count successful uh, I would say, based on a video what, game. What we say, that, a good what, film. What we've had, because if you're going to put it that way, I'd say the Resident Evil's been quite successful. They've had Resident what, Evil has five been a Nothing franchise. has been more successful than the original Tomb Raider in yeah. terms of video game to movie. Oh yeah, that's true. And that was definitely successful. And Resident Evil has always made a profit. Yeah. I mean, uh, even Hitman made like made I, its money back and then some. I forgot they made that. I've I mean, not seen Hitman. So. Maybe, maybe maybe not successful. Maybe successful is the wrong word then. But what you would describe as a good film based on a video game? I suppose. Hmm. Uh. Good in terms of enjoyable or artistic merit. Uh, either or. Because I genuinely do enjoy the first Tomb Raider film. Is that because Angelina Jolie and Chris Barry? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honest about it. Yeah, that's fair but enough. Yes. I mean, like, yeah, fair enough. Candor is appreciated. <laughs> um, other than that, kind of no, not yeah. really. I mean, I, it's well known. I love the the Silent Hill movies. That's true. I haven't seen them, so I couldn't judge. That's true. I mean, I can I've recognize seen the first one. But I've seen the, second one. the second one is definitely less. It, it stands on its own a lot. Worse than the first. It, first one less, makes really good horror. Less film. Silent Hill than. No, weirdly enough, the second one is a bit more Silent Hill, huh. and suffers for it because basically, like, to, to explain, the Silent Hill one is essentially the um, Silent Hill one. The the, the movie is right. the plot of Silent Hill one, the game, but in an essentially in an alternate world where there are no men. Um, ah, right. Yeah, basically, like, because in the in the original game you play as uh, oh, yes, I forgot. Is it Harry in the first game? Uh, basically, you're, yeah, um, you you're driving along with your daughter. Uh, you crash, she disappears. Yes, you're inside yeah, the hill, yeah. and so on. Whereas in this game, you are um, the character you would expect to be the main guy, uh, Sean Bean, um, is literally just relegated to this to occasional like turning up and and saying, "Are you here?" and, and looking for his wife and his daughter, and that's about it. All the major characters in it are female, which makes quite an interesting film because you don't generally tend to see that a lot in sort of movies these days that's true which is a shame and it, it works really well this, uh, but it's basically it's essentially following the same plot as uh, Silent Hill 1 again but with those those changes and they do throw a couple of things in like Pyramid Head and the nurses and that is problematic token bad guy yeah and uh, if we do a Silent Hill episode I will go into why I find that problematic yeah um, that would be good if I do it yeah but basically it would. yeah the Silent Hill the second movie Silent Hill Revelations um Follows the plot of Silent Hill Three. Uh, Fuck! I forgot how old Silent Hill was. The movie. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but literally, it right towards the end, it just goes. Oh, and also there are other Silent Hill movies, and it just throws the plots of like 
all the the extra games like uh, Downpour and um, uh, I can't even the one where you play is the, the the one with the trucker in it and the one with the the criminal and there's there's one where you're like a convict and your your bus gets overturned in Silent Hill and there's one where you're a trucker the one on the PSP Homecoming Homecoming that's the other one and literally it, it, it gives you the plots of Homecoming and Downpour and then just goes boom and the, also these happen and just throws them in little cameos at the end. So, yeah, it's problematic. Um, okay, in terms of good films from video games, yeah, this might sound like a bit of a, a cop-out, okay. but I've not seen it, so you'll have to tell me. Pokemon. Ah. See, I can voice on that one. Yeah. Because I've it- been... Because, to be honest, I've gone back and watched a bunch of the movies recently, just because I'm bored. Yep. And, um... They've actually progressively been getting better. Don't get me wrong; they're, they're, you know, they've been repeating a lot of the plotline because it's Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. That, but they do seem thing. to have always been very well received mm-hmm. by the fans. I, I love mean, the series, but I've been literally—I I, I was watching the series before I played the games. Um, movie-wise, I haven't really seen any of them since the third one, and that was that one. To be honest, 14. the movies—the movies have been getting, been getting better and better. Really, and as as graphical technology mm. is increasing. The stuff they can do now is really spectacular. And Pokemon, the story's first movie, though, does hold the record for the most number of times I've gone to see a film. Pokemon first movie is a special case. I, th- I went and saw Pokemon the first movie 12 times in the cinema. That's too many times. I know, I know. but I got did, you get, did you at least get all the cards? I got an ancient Mew card every time I went to see it. Every time? Yeah. Jesus Christ. And I saw it 12 times. I can recite that goddamn film word for word. <laughs> of course, within a few years, there will have been some really good films based on video games. Yeah? Yeah, several projects have been announced that I know are going to be right up everyone here's alley. Oh, I. Heavenly Sword. I'm going to stab Fuck you. you. I, th- I honestly thought you were going in a good direction. With I honestly let myself believe you were being serious. But you know me. Yeah, I, I, I should have, I should have known. But no, I was like, oh, this sounds like it could be. Oh, you monster! Gran Turismo. Wait, what? Really? There's a movie of Gran Turismo. It's been announced. But if they can do it for the Fast and the Furious, I was going to say, isn't, true, isn't yeah. that just called the Fast and the Furious? No, that's Need for Speed. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, uh, so God! It's, it's Fast and the Furious gone legit. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be Fast and the Furious without the action. <laughs> so it's going to be. A two-hour-long. It's just going to be the fast racing. Yeah, because it's all about legit racing, isn't it? So, huh. But if <laughs> if that doesn't tickle your fancy, Angry Birds. Yeah. That, to be fair, that was probably a given. I knew about that one. Now there are two that I think have genuine potential I... if they're done reasonably faithfully to the games they're based on. And this time, I'm not leading you up the garden okay. path just I, I, to I'll, kick I'll, you in the nuts. I'll, I'll give you my heart again, Simon. Do not crush it. If they're done faithfully to the state of the video games as they are now, I honestly think, and they're pretty similar in a lot of ways, either Uncharted or the new Tomb Raider movie could be really good. Ooh. So the thing with the Uncharted movie is the guy... Who, is it, it's, Nolan, it's Nolan North, isn't it? That voice yeah. is Drake. Is, it, is your game a video game? Yes. The voice actor <laughs> well, is called Nolan North. Well, the, th- the thing is, though, he looks like Drake. Yep. And he is the voice of Drake. Yep. So why not just get him? Well, they act? might be. But I, I've, I heard that they weren't, that they hadn't cast him as Drake. Ah. Basically, the video game world hates its actors, apparently. Mm. 
as to we go found back to a couple to, to go back onto some bad ones quickly though <laughs> and there's plenty yeah. let's talk about max Payne. uh i was gonna go with um house whoa, of the whoa, dead whoa 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 hang on hang on here i loved the max Payne movie so <laughs> okay i didn't really go in the direction i was hoping it would i thought we'd get are you telling me it's a good film it's not a terrible film because I will sit here and I will say I loved the Mortal Kombat film I loved Tomb Raider I I never saw the first hate, uh, some other films but they're not good I, I you know I didn't think it was a terrible film I thought it was it was okay well, saying saying that it did make its money and then some oh yeah it did yeah absolutely it was profitable I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and and I I, I can accept that you know I, I like films that are bad. You I can do. also accept that there are good films that I didn't like. But, yeah, Max Payne was like, I liked it, and it wasn't bad. It was it was certainly, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't as bad as a dungeon siege tale in The Name of the King. Which I've not uh, seen. Was that a new people film? It was. Yeah. See, that's all you needed to know. Uh, the Far Cry film. God, that was awful. Never saw that again. Didn't even know they did that. Was that a new people? I don't I don't know. think it was. Oh, okay. Um, you got Doom. Yeah. Yeah, Doom was pretty bad. Oh no, wait, Far Cry was Uwe Ball. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, had to check. Uwe Ball um, did Alone in the Dark. Yeah, Alone in the Dark, yeah. And I remember, this is my major, major thing I remember from, from Alone in the Dark, is that someone gets shot by a CGI bullet that misses. <laughs> someone is killed by a CGI bullet that misses. Like they're standing, and then they actually they animate the sort of the line of the sort of the big bright line of the bullet sort of streaking through the air that goes over their shoulder, and they recoil and hit the ground. I'm like, they put effort into fucking that up. That wasn't his first video game move either. Uh, oh, oh hang on, House of the Dead. Yep. Yep. So I think we need to explain. Uwe Boll <laughs> found a loophole in German tax law <laughs> that allowed him to make a fortune. From making a film, even if the film made a loss. Has anyone here, I mean, people in the, in the chat box, I'm going to assume, have seen the producers? It's, yeah, kind of like the that. Same, the same basic um, uh, uh, idea there. You can make more money from a failure than a success. Yes. Um, so he licensed a lot of video games. House he of the has Dead, made Alone films the Dark, based on Siege, Far Cry. Postal. He did Postal? He did Postal. Oh, dear. Oh, Jesus And Christ. amazingly, Blood Rain. three Blood Rain films. He did... He, I only ever heard he did... Wasn't Meatloaf in one of those movies? Possibly. I didn't uh, even know there was more than one. Yeah. There were three. And oh, my God. There was Blood Rain, Blood Rain 2, Deliverance, and... Uh, <laughs> I, I want the third to be called by the Blood Rain Revengeance or Blood Rain 3, the Blood Rain inning. Oh, no. Blood Rain 3 is <laughs> called... Brilliant title. The Third Reich. Oh, fuck off! Fuck off, Bo! <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? And it's Blood Rain versus Nazis. Ah! Wait, isn't that what Blood Rain was about anyway? Yeah. Yeah. But specifically, Blood Rain 3 is about a Nazi scientist who wants to capture Blood Rain and inject her blood into Hitler to make him a vampire. Right. And I'm only just hearing about this film now because... <laughs> <laughs> because it made about five dollars. And all of a sudden I really want Uwe Ball to make a Wolfenstein movie. <laughs> Dear Lord. But that's not all uh, Ball was famous for. No. 
Because right now we're saying bad things about Uwe Boll, and that is a very dangerous game to get into. We are critics on the internet. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Uwe Boll quite famously had a very mature way of dealing with his critics, which was very, very similar to the way that um, Ernest Hemingway dealt with his critics. He would invite them to come and fight him. <laughs> no actual boxing match with, yep. with his critics. Which and is actually slightly better than... a stunt for the postal film. Was it? Yep. Uh, it, it was like... really funny that when one guy turned up, who was a critic, and he wrote for a website, and he had written a bad review, yep. and he accepted the invitation, and he turned up, and Uwe Boll realised that he was also an amateur MMA champion. Yep, because Uwe Boll was an amateur boxer, wasn't he? Yep. He decided that for some reason, this particular computer geek didn't meet the criteria for the Invitational Boxing Match. <laughs> really? Mm. You know, the guy who that? knew how to pop fight. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah Uwe I would have gone in there windmilling, maybe. Crazy and stupid. Mm. And evil. See, I would have just punched him in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and then got disqualified, but so what? I punched Uwe Boll in the nuts. <laughs> Moral victory be yours. <laughs> That's a punch nuts. Kicked him in the nuts. Yeah. Go the whole hog, I mean, you know. Sorry, I'm a terrible boxer. To be fair, that's how I've been winning fights in Fallout 2 recently. I'm in New Reno and like getting into the boxing championship, and I realise I don't get disqualified for repeatedly targeting people's uh, groin. <laughs> and it's like, I win by knockout. So what I do is I, I punch you in the eyes until you go blind, and then just give you a, a quick chop to the balls until you uh, fall unconscious. Hmm. Nice. That's a good game. I love Fallout 2. Okay. It is a good game. But it's not a movie tying game. It's not. There is no Fallout movie just yet. No. There's a Fallout mini series, but no. that's true. Uh, good bads games. Um, good bad games. I've got Jenna has just sent me a small review. Oh, 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 oh! We what? were talking about games based on video games, uh, films based on video games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of loosely. Wreck It Ralph. Oh, oh, god. That's yeah. Sort of yeah. Uh, I mean, it's I've based on all it. the video games. Yeah, I've not seen it. Um, Loved it. Loved every minute of it. It's a really good film. Yeah. It's better than I was expecting. Is that, uh, is that DreamWorks or Pixar? Pic uh, uh, Disney. Oh, is Disney. it? It's Disney, okay. It's not even Pixar, it's just Disney. Okay. I, 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 I believe that. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that's, that's a really good one to bring up. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. And there's, got, there's a Wreck-It Ralph video game, obviously. So. Yeah, obviously, which and is, he's also, he's also okay. a special character in um, Sega... All-Stars like Racing. Yeah, Trace, uh, Transform, the second one. Yeah. He is a playable character in the Xbox version. Yeah. Uh, uh, Console-exclusive character. Do you remember when Soul Calibur 2 came out? I do. <laughs> yeah, you had the option of having Link if you're the, the, the one on the GameCube, Heihachi if you got the one on PlayStation 2, and Spawn if you got the one on the Xbox. Like, man, anyone who has an Xbox is just grinning right now. Yeah. Spawn was so overpowered. Yeah. But what did you expect? Spawn? <laughs> And I got yeah. my GameCube one, so I got my yeah, and I got Hihachi. You got Hihachi. This is what I love is that you know it's so you had access to like what Dante. Dante would make such a better character than Hihachi. Like, yeah. what's this? It's a beat 'em up where you play as characters that have um, weapons. Weapons. And I'm like, cool. So you can you can, and with the the console exclusives, you can bring characters that don't have beat 'em ups into it. So you have got Link. See what he's like in a beat 'em up. Spawn. You know, a comic book character. See what he's like in a beat 'em up. And then it's just like. Eh, let's just pick one of our other beat em up characters, the one that doesn't use a weapon. We don't. They give him gauntlets, don't they? Yeah. So also, I, his his fucking storyline in that game is he cuts himself on a piece of Soul Edge, passes out, and wakes up in the Soul Edge world. Yeah. 
So like, seriously, Sony just did not give a shit when they gave, came up with theirs. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jen's given me a quick little review of the Harry Potter games. Oh, I Basically going, uh, see, Order of the Phoenix, apparently it was uh, really fun. Uncanny Valley on all the characters. Uh, it was fun to have the mini-games ga- mini be the actual games of Hogwarts, like Exploding Snap, Gobstones, etc. Uh, the Half-Blood Prince apparently uh, was lush, uh, going around all of the map and getting in t- uh, to explode Hogwarts. Uh, explode. Explore Hogwarts. Uh, Although... <laughs> it's got Quidditch in it. Uh, apparently, that can fuck off and die. Otherwise, fun. <laughs> Deathly Hallows Part One. Uh, her response to that was, "Why the connect bits? Uh, the shooter aspects uh, was interesting, but uh, so many levels repeat themselves." Deathly Hallows Part Two. Uh, better designed shooter than Part One, but they all, uh, but they changed all the buttons, which got her confused. Uh, but it was cool to fight as different characters like Molly and Seamus. Uh, all almost easy 1000G games <laughs> and need more Hufflepuff. Uh, and love going around all the school and getting to see how it actually connected, even though some still doesn't make sense for it. So, yeah, that's for, for tying games. Apparently, the Harry Potter ones are quite good. I did play the, I think it was the third movie Game Boy Advance game, which was an RPG, which actually was quite a good tying game. And a Harry Potter hmm. RPG? Yeah. It actually oh. worked really well. I can see it working as an RPG. Hmm. I can also see what Jenna means about exploring the location. Hmm. It's not a film tie-in, but the Star Trek Voyager game. Between missions, oh, you can Elite wander Force. around the Voyager. Yeah, Elite yeah, Force. Yeah. I loved wandering around Voyager. I, I oh, played cause... very, very briefly Elite Force, and it scared the shit out of me in the first mission. I had it on, <laughs> I had it on the PlayStation 2 back in the day, the first one. And yeah, I really liked that. The... the, the the off-duty bits, if you, if it, mm. if you so will. Really so, good. Um, it was also one of the uh, cleverest ways of getting around having to re-record all the dialogue if you want to offer the player the choice of playing as a man or a woman. Yeah. Because regardless of your gender, you are Alex Monroe. Yeah. Ah. As you're in first person, you can't see yourself. That's pretty cool, actually. And apparently Voyager doesn't have any mirrors. No. <laughs> well, you know, if you had Neelix on board your ship. Uh, true. You remember how I mentioned earlier games that missed the point? Mm. Yes. Simon, I'm going to talk we... about Fight Club now. Oh, damn it, you preempted me. <laughs> I was going to say, Simon, is it all right if I get my own back on those that leading me up to fucking Heavenly Sword earlier? <laughs> Wasn't Fight Club a really good game? Because, <laughs> I mean, it's about Fight Club, right? And that's, that, that's a film about fighting. Right. This is the thing about Fight Club. <laughs> no, no, no. What's the thing about Fight Club? <laughs> Sorry, we're not doing that. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. No, it is. It is interesting though, because when I first, when Fight Club was going going around in the cinema and everything, it completely passed me by, because they put out this advertising campaign that was, in hindsight, something of a bait and switch. Yeah, it looked like a, a macho bullshit film, and I wasn't really interested in seeing Edward Norton and Brad Pitt beat the shit out of each other for ninety minutes. I mean. Don't get me wrong, they're both pretty handsome men, but the context seemed unappealing. Yeah. And at the time, I don't, was... I don't think a lot of people had read the book, so... No, I certainly hadn't, or heard of Chuck Palahniuk at all. Yeah. So years passed me by until the uh, until my girlfriend at the time suggested that we watch it one, one night, and I was like, you? You like Fight Club? 
which for various reasons surprised the shit out of me. <laughs> and she said, yeah, you don't like Fight Club? As if she was as surprised as I was. I was like, well, I don't know. The concept of two sweaty men punching each other for 90 minutes in this context doesn't appeal. And there was just this moment she went, oh, you, you don't know what it's about, do you? It's kind of your thing, I, I think. You know, 90 minutes of mind-fucking and uh, anarcho-anti-capitalism and surrealism. And I'm like, hang on, wait, what? What <laughs> film is this? <laughs> what the hell just happened to me? Where am I? What year is it? So we watched Fight Club. And I sat there and went, what the fuck was this? <laughs> and it turned into a... Not a top ten film, but a, a much-loved film. Yeah. It's, However, it seemed like one of your films. Yeah. I think the people who made the video game tie-in, though, they never did get to see it. They made <laughs> all the assumptions I made, Yeah, but never watched the film. And if you ever need any more evidence of that, I have two words for you. Fred Durst. Fred Durst is an unlockable character in Fight Club the video game. Yeah, he is. Fight Club, the anarcho-anti-capitalist message... <laughs> That's Fred Durst as an unlockable character. Oh, and, Abe Lincoln. and Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> and it is literally just a beat em up. Yeah. In much the same in much the same vein as the Rocky thing. It's a sort of like real time uh, uh, facial distortion and beat up uh, game series. Game One of the interesting concepts is that you can put it into hardcore mode, which means you don't heal up between fights. Huh. So injuries carry over. Which, in a game that had an excuse to be a fighting franchise, would be really interesting. That would be fantastic, I think. In an actual game built around an underground fight ring, which admittedly, yes, Fight Club is based around an underground fight ring. Yes. In, in you know, in much <laughs> the same way that, that fucking, I don't know, Lord of the Rings is, is just about people carrying a ring. And in the same way that Apocalypse Now is about a riverboat trip. Yeah. That's probably a much better analogy. Um... <laughs> Yeah, just oh god, Fight Club. I just don't. Did they ever make a Pokemon video game? Uh, I don't think they did. They made a Platoon video game. They did. Yeah. <laughs> I never played it. Did you not? No. Do, do I need? Do you want me to explain it to you? Oh, go on then. Basically, it's a massive shoot 'em up where you go along and destroy and blow up everything, and any time you shoot a civilian, it just comes up with a little warnings thing saying, "Do not shoot civilians." That's that it. Sounds about right. Yep. That, that, that's it. Cool. And and the final boss is a guy in a bunker, and then you grenade it, and then it blows up, and then you get into a helicopter, and you fist pump, and then you go home gloriously. Nice. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, that perfectly sums up the Vietnam War right there. Yep. Um, that carries all the horror and the thought of the film. Uh, the Scarface, The World Is Yours. See, Not the worst video game. Eh? That was actually okay, really. Have you ever seen Scarface, Jack? Yeah, I know, but... <laughs> As a what if? As a what if, yes, but as a sort of like, it's linked to the film. No, yeah, no. Yeah. Have you yet played it? I've not played the game, no. Right, because basically it's if you survive that last bit. Yeah, it's, I, know, it, I know it's the sort of the ending of the film. Like, it, it, it's, it's when they came out went, it's going to be a sequel. Everyone went, what? <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, basically, you know, you survive, you fight your way out of that last bit. And you lose everything, and it's starting from the bottom and working your way back up again. Yeah. Uh, in a in a um, graphic auto style of game. Um, but, you're, but you're Tony Montana. My, you know, my favorite thing is, yes, you're, you're playing Tony Montana. And do, can I read you a, a, an actual quote yeah. from the game makers? When they yeah. talk about rage mode? 
Uh, <laughs> but basically, you become invincible in the game, right? It's like a, a short, it's kind of like bullet time mode. Short, it's a short boost of pe uh, period of time where you are invincible and have unlimited ammo. Okay? The game creators said it captured uh, Toadie's seeming invulnerability during raging shootouts. For those of you who haven't seen Scarface, <laughs> and, you know, there's a slight moratorium on spoilers here. He dies in a shootout. <laughs> quite, quite graphically. Seeming invulnerability. Yeah, I suppose, but you can't Not literal invulnerability. seeming invulnerability by giving them actual invulnerability. <laughs> dare, dare. Well, that's the thing. This is a game where he was invulnerable during shootouts, therefore he didn't die at the end. <laughs> Which just leads us to believe, man, cocaine is kind of awesome. <laughs> Um, and I, wonder if that's, I wonder if that's the ending to the game, actually. Because I, like I said, I only played a bit of it, I didn't play it all. I wonder if that's the end to the game, that it's just all a coke-out dream. I need to check this one, because I, I, I need to check sort of like when this one came out, because this will be probably doubly good for Simon, uh, because of A, the subject material, and B, when the game came out. Uh-oh. Uh, Which game is this? Keep on talking, I I'm going to... what he's looking okay. up. Alright, uh, good game. Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, no argument here. That I endless hours just swinging from city. I wasted on that game. Um, well, I mentioned it before, Blade Runner. It's not based on the film, but it's the license. Well, which Blade Runner game? Because there was two. The good one. Yeah, the one I mentioned before. I the ninety-seven one. Oh no, the ninety-seven one. Sorry. Oh, that one that we were talking about in the first episode. Yeah, yeah. first comeback episode. Yeah. I found it. It came out in 1992. Right. Okay. So it was a little bit before I started properly playing video games that weren't like Mickey Mouse's Castle of Illusions. Which is great. Uh, and it was on the Spectrum. Okay. Right. And it was called Doctor Who Dalek Attack. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Did you ever play I it? I know this. Yes. <laughs> the, the Doctor Who side-scrolling action shooter. Wow. That's... Yes. Yes. I've played it. Which doctor was it? Uh, that will be uh, Sylvester McCoy at that point, wouldn't it? Jeez. Um, it, I, he would have been the doctor. Yeah, but he wouldn't have been the doctor for a while. Like, 1992. Yeah. Was he still the doctor I'm at that just, point? Well... I don't know when he stopped. Ooh. When did Paul McGann's movie, movie. come out? Oh, the movie wasn't until late, late 90s. 97, maybe? It wouldn't have been that early. Mm. But anyway, in Dalek Attack, uh, you can actually choose characters. Oh, uh, you can play as four, five, or seven. Huh. Not the sixth Doctor. Is it, is it because uh, Colin Baker? Was Colin yeah. Baker the sixth one? I think so. Did, did he refuse to be associated with the game? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know why well, not. Maybe they just thought, you know what, no one's going to want to be Colin Baker, so why should you <laughs> putting him in? Yeah. Um, I don't know why you couldn't play as Colin Baker, but you could play as four, five, or seven. So Tom uh, Baker, also Peter... Tom Baker... Davis. Yep, and Sylvester McCoy. Yeah. Uh, K9 was in it. He oh. didn't play a big part. Okay. The idea um, of like K9 flying through the air, blowing shit up with grenades, is, is kind of wonderful. So I'm going to pretend that's what happens. It was also co-op. Oh. Uh, if the if player one was playing as the seventh Doctor, then player two could play as Ace, his companion. Ah. Uh, otherwise, a soldier from unit. Yeah. Uh, but the problem with it largely. <coughs> Mm. was that it was a run and gun yeah based on Doctor Who the pacifist superhero so Ooh, no, now he's not pacifist 
No, no. Uh, by no means is he pacifist. As so, I recently uh, pointed out to Zoe, because we were talking, we've, we often talk about how the Doctor is mischaracterised yeah, as a pacifist. I, I, pacifist is probably the wrong word to use. There, but I mean, in the, in the same way that Batman is a pacifist. No, 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 <laughs> not even. Um, in the very first Doctor had to be stopped by his companions from braining someone to death with a giant rock in their sleep. He's <laughs> just a monkey. Yeah, and so did McCoy. McCoy almost bashed the master to death with a rock, but was interrupted from doing so. So classic Doctor Who literally starts and finishes with <laughs> doctors who are willing to savagely crush a man's skull by repeated blows from a rock. <laughs> but this is not a pacifist. But still, even so... His first reaction to seeing Daleks when He's he was um, McCoy was to grab all of Ace's homemade explosives, all of it, and overkill them in spectacular fashion. Yeah. <laughs> he also, let's face it, kind of single-handedly won the time war. Yeah. Pacifist is the wrong word. Pacifist is the wrong but word, But he's yeah. not fond of guns. Yeah. So a shooter... Yeah. Probably the wrong kind of game. Pretty much. <laughs> You know, coming, up Although, next, coming up next will be the sort of murder mystery whodunit point and click uh, fucking Fist of the North Star game tie-in. But, I mean, if there was anything that would inspire the Doctor to go bullet blazing, it would be Daleks. That's true. Yeah. I don't know if the Daleks are in... I mean, it's called Doctor Who Dalek Attack. And I guarantee... It is largely attacking the Daleks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not Attack of the Daleks, it's Dalek Attack. It's a game where you attack um, Daleks. There were a couple of other bad guys as well, though. Hmm. Um... What other tie-in games are there out there? I right, remember, as a kid, I remember, I remember playing the, sort of the Disney and DreamWorks tie-ins, like Ants and Hercules and that sort of stuff. Yeah, some of those are really good. Phil's raised a good one in the chat room. Uh, Dune and Dune 2 were both really good. Oh, I never played them. The first Dune is more or less an RPG, okay. and then turning into a very broadly strategic game. Uh, Dune 2 is specifically an RTS, one of the earliest RTSs. Huh. Hmm. And it's really good. Give that a go. Oh, Dune Two is a classic. Um, oh, what was the one I just uh, the Saw games? Yeah, which I really want to play because they do tie in with the movies, and people might know I am a really, really big fan of the Saw films. And they're actually really, they're really quite good. Because mm. you, you know, you actually have to, you actually have to situations such as right. There is a key to get out of this room. It's inside this body. Yeah, but also I mean like, like yeah, you're in the the reverse bear trap and that sort of stuff. Which these people, yeah. like, God damn it, the reverse bear trap! How many times have you used this fucking thing? But it's stuff like I remember seeing what was it? Uh, right, the key to get out of this room is inside one of these two bodies. Uh, two bodies that are full of barbed wire. Well, that's just silly. Oh, oh, and they're alive still. But well, that's just silly. Yep. Like you spread and those things out. You, you go the body. It's in these two. You know, the the the, the key is in this person. Like literally in, in the first Saw film, there is you've got a trap on. The key is in a in a person. You've got to you've got to cut it out. Uh -huh. But didn't tell her that the person was still alive. And also, it was just a person. Like that just seems like. And it's in one of these two people. Am I going to tell oh, you they're still alive? I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't tell. You, it doesn't. It doesn't tell you they're alive. Okay. It's something you find out as you're doing it. Uh, and they're full of barbed wire. Yeah. And of... the room's on fire. <laughs> And you've got 90 seconds before the room floods with its to deadly nerve toxin. Yeah. The, um, because GLaDOS is in charge. I'd like to see a crossover. I'd like to see a portal saw crossover. Sortal. <laughs> or poor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That just seems to be like a, a halfway between like Saw Portal and the Pound Puppies. <laughs> wow. It's in this puppy. <laughs> oh, not Big Four. <laughs> not Rogue <laughs> Big Four. Don't um, worry, he's still alive. Oh. <laughs> see, uh, ooh, one that Simon probably agree with. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Big oh, game. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant game. Never also played, brilliant I, film. I played the demo, it was really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's a classic side scrolly punch em up. We talked about it recently. Yeah. It's on Steam, isn't it? I believe it is. It's on Xbox Live Arcade, I know that. I have it on Xbox Live. Yeah. Hmm. The Hunt for Red October. Oh, God. Which one? Uh, <laughs> I know of one. Oh, my God, was there more than one Hunt for Red October game? Yeah, I think there were. Oh, no. <laughs> there were three. No. Oh, God. I think one of them might have been okay. Um, the not, probably not, not the one I'm thinking of, but basically it had you become the A-team in a submarine. <laughs> okay, yeah, not that one. Yeah, the one where you travel the world and you go to different missions all around the world, you just blow shit up with rockets. Because one of them was actually uh, kind of competed with... Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the actual sub-simulator that was going around in the sort of the late 80s, early 90s. But it was... Oh my god, you're right. 1990, so there was one made in 1987, there was a console game made in 1990, and a computer game made also in 1990. Yeah, it's the 1987 one that was good. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, Submarine Simulator it was a strategy game. Yeah, it was, like I said, it was a sub Oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember what it's called. It was... What, the, the name of the game? No, the um, the name of the submarine simulator that was popular at the time. But it's, it competed with it quite quite handily. At the same time... Uh, 688 yeah. Attack Sub, that's the one. Okay. Uh, and also the Silent Hunter series. Uh, they were all. You know, there was a thing. There was submarine simulators were a thing. I just looked. I was looking at a list of submarine simulators, and I was like, okay, it, uh, handily, the, the fucking list is not in uh, chronological order. <laughs> um, but I was looking at the go. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, Gato in 1984, Red October 1987, Operation Neptune 1991, Periscope 1966. That's impressive. There was a. A coin-operated submarine simulator made in 1966. Well, that would be back in the days of when um, coin-op games were all mechanical. Electro-mechanical games. Yeah. Made by Sega. Usually, they were one of the few people doing it back then. Light and plastic like them and to simulate sinking ships from a submarine. Huh. Yeah, that sounds about right. And you can do it all within the periscope, so yeah. that works. Wow. So, yeah, submarine simulators are one of the sort of forerunners to video games as we know them today. So there you go. Yeah. Um, which, so the one I'm thinking of is assume, presumably the Hunt for Red October console game. Which was on the NES. Yeah. And the NES. And used the Super Scope. Yes. What? Which was what? the bazooka-style add-on for the SNES. Yeah, I had one. It puts the submarine into first-person point of view. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Because submarines have eyes. Oh my god! Ah, that actually hurts my head. It's mostly well known, I think, for the ending where you go and just bomb the shit out of Russia. Aye. That sounds canon. Yeah. <laughs> you, you do remember the point where I mentioned that basically it begins with the Red October escapes and then you go around the world solving mysteries in your nuclear sub. Which does sound amazing. And by solving mysteries, I mean blowing shit up. Oh, that sounds oh. less amazing. Ah. <laughs> yeah. uh. Ah, oh, my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. It's okay. It's okay. All right. Should so we cleanse our palates? 
to like closing out with any franchise crossovers we'd really like to see done. Et. Oh, oh I got one. I got one more that. Oh, okay. I'll close my palette for good games. Ghostbusters. Ah, uh, had its problem. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But I really enjoyed it. I we're talking about the Commodore 64 game here, right? Oh, totally. I, I like. It could be any because I liked uh, the one that was on the Game Boy. Ghostbusters 2 on the Game Boy was a great game. Yeah, it was. I liked, I liked the new one. Yep. The Xbox. Uh, yeah, yeah, Ghostbusters. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, even the was it the the Sega ones as well on the Mega Drive were good. Did they ever do That's a franchise? Game? It's held up really well. Yeah, they they've not really done that. the um, the Extreme Ghostbusters. Okay, that one. <laughs> don't talk about Extreme Ghostbusters. <laughs> okay, okay. Whoa, calm down. Whoa. Oh, we're gonna get hate mail if we don't mention Goldeneye. Oh, Whoa, how God, the hell did yeah. we get that? Oh, God. So there we go. We've mentioned it. We've mentioned it now. Wow. Okay, there was a lot of Ghostbusters games. Well, also, have we found your rage button? Have we found your what? Fight Club slash Gorons? What Ghostbusters? No, no, Extreme Ghostbusters. Extreme Ghostbusters. Uh. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun to pick up. Not quite, not quite Goron <laughs> levels, but you know what? I really like the Extreme Ghostbusters. Oh no, just think I liked the show. Oh, okay, cool. But the game was that bad, was the it? The game sucked ass. <laughs> Yeah, on the, uh, the cartoon, Extreme Ghostbusters scared the shit out of me in one yeah. episode. Is it the one with the book that comes to life? No, it's the the one with the the ghost that basically made everyone's de- uh, darkest fears come to life. Oh, that's pretty terrifying. Yeah, Event Horizon in Extreme Ghostbusters form. Is that yeah, pretty much? I mean, I, um, it was literally like the whole way through. You had like the silliness because like the, there's the goth girl who turns out is like scared of maggots. Yeah. Um, and as, as Eduardo sort of points out, he's like, a chick who keeps her doll in a spider's web is scared of worms. And it's just like, <laughs> she just really doesn't like them, so, you know, gets attacked by a giant maggot. Um, uh, the guy, one of the guys is like, uh, afraid of, he's afraid of failure. He gets attacked by Ivy, something to do with Ivy League. I don't know if there's a pun there or something. Yeah. And then it's like the two other characters paddling around who both claim that they're not scared of anything. Claustrophobic. <laughs> well, they walk into a room with a coffin. And then they realise, oh no, Eduardo's scared of death. And then he disappears, and it's just the guy um, in the in the wheelchair left. And he's just yeah. like, oh wait, it's, it's not your fear. And then he gets locked in the coffin, and it turns out he's claustrophobic. Meanwhile, Eduardo is attacked by a fucking walking, shambling, rotting corpse version of himself. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a cartoon on at half three in the afternoon. And there was a proper gruesome zombie on, sta- on screen. It was really, really quite horrific. Yep. Ah, oh, dear. So yeah, Extreme Ghostbusters scared the pants off of me. Mm. Uh, I suppose it's a movie tie-in of some sorts, but we got Kingdom Hearts. That, oh well, yeah. Uh, hmm. well, Disney, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, it ties into several franchises, <laughs> especially if we can now. Wreck It Ralph as I a film based so, yeah. on video games. Yeah, because I suppose you got well, now you got now that they have what Marvel and Star Wars. Whether they work that into Kingdom Hearts or not, yeah. I really want them to. But I suppose they put Tron in, didn't they? Oh, yeah. In the second one, which was a movie based on... A fake video game. A fake yeah. video game world. Which that's, has games based on it. That's a that's, a, that's, own, that's a really weird meta one, that is. Which Tron. had its own video game where you played the movie. Ah, uh, <laughs> fucking hell, Tron. I like Tron. I do like Tron. I love Tron. It's I funny like better Legacy. recently with the addition of Daft Punk. Oh, that was awesome. As MP3 files. Dat soundtrack. And caster. Oh. <laughs> 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 but, um, so, 
films that we want to see made into video games or video games that you want to see made into films? Yes, both. Okay. Um, That's a tricky one. Part of me kind of, sort of, wants to say Metal Gear Solid. Apparently they're already, they are, it's in the works. Been it's been in the commissioned. Works. It's been in the works since 1999. Yeah, true. Um, one that I kind of want to see turned into a movie... Just because I've heard so much about it, I've seen so much of it, I like what I see, but I don't want to play it, because it's so not up my street as a video game, is The Last of Us. Yeah. I've not... The thing is, I keep seeing The Last of Us turning up on literally everywhere I turn. Every gaming blog I read, they're talking about The Last of Us. They mention, like, how much they love it, and every time I go into YouTube on my play... On my from page it's just like let's play The Last of Us I have not seen a single bit about The Last of Us I have no idea what it's about or if it's any good or anything like that but the whole world seems to have gone fucking it's mental for it critically acclaimed and all this it's Naughty Dog the guys who did Uncharted okay to put it in a nutshell it's post-apocalyptic it's zombies but the zombies are inspired by a fungal infection that kills ants oh the one that sort of loses the brain and makes them stand in places to get noticed by predators that's the one yeah and that jumps to humans so you get these really colourful fungus sprouting zombie monsters they have an instant kill attack (laughs) yeah and it's about you as this grizzled Joel character yeah um, trying to make your way through the city with this young girl called Ellie, who was born and raised in a quarantine zone. And you don't really get the impact of what born and raised in a quarantine zone means until you encounter a coffee shop. And she goes, I don't understand. Why? And you have to explain the existence of a coffee shop to this little girl. So she sees the sort of the ruins of our world through totally naive eyes. And it's the story of her coming to understand what life was like. Joel learning what mattered in life as it was before because he's old enough to remember yeah and the two of them coming together because they they hate each other at the start of the game because he gets thrust into the responsibility uh through no choice of his own yeah yeah it just happens it's it just happens and it's like great now i got to look after this thing and without spoiling the plot the fact that their relationship develops is the linchpin of the game by the end of it okay so it's it's been really interesting hearing about it, talking about it, seeing things about it, but knowing I'll probably never play it because it's the survival horroriest of survival horror games. Right. In, <laughs> in that, that case, screwed. In that case, let me throw this to you. Um, Duck. There. Aha. There's uh-huh. a guy. There's a guy who did um, the Uncharted series and the Assassin's Creed series as feature-long movies on YouTube. Mm. Uh, he has now released Last of Us. Oh, so oh interesting. Like a Let's Play where you sort of like just play through the game and... Where he just doesn't say anything. He doesn't yeah. say anything. But basically, you know, he cuts and pastes stuff, bits together so it doesn't... You know, it's not the, a 14-hour experience. It's just a... You know, that it, sounds really interesting. It's a feature length. He, he, turns, it, he turns the games into movies. Uh, hmm. I found him via his Uncharted videos, which he did two years ago. This year, well, start of this year, he released the Assassin's Creed as movies, and uh, now he's just released this one. So I'm just like, huh. Sounds really interesting. Because again, I would like to play The Last of Us, but I'm not in any rush to do so, so I'm more than happy to watch it. It's done Mm. as a a decent movie. And the guy's pretty good at what he does, so might get on that. Yeah. And the other one for me, of course, is Ghost in the Shell. 
But yeah. Mm. I like Ghost in the Shell. If they took it in a different direction to how they've gone before, yeah, I want it done well as a video game. I mean, I I would argue that there hasn't there hasn't been a bad Ghost in the Shell game so far, but there hasn't been a great one either. Yeah, there's been nothing that's standalone like you could look at and go, oh my god, that that fits so perfect. So there's been like a third person beat 'em up shooter and a a third person sort of like robo shooter simulation tank game. I am kind of intrigued by the one that's in development. Oh yeah, yeah, because it sort of fits in with the new the new stuff that's being released. Yeah, yeah, which is a, a class based shooter. So you pick whether you want to be lightly cyberized or fully oh, cyberized beautiful. or anywhere in between. Interesting. Well, I was thinking if they could do an RPG of it, and I figured that would probably just be like a Deus Ex game, which would be fine. Yeah, but no, this is fully class based shooter. <clears throat> you pick your role, pick your weapons, and I believe you can even get Tachikoma in it. Oh yes. Oh, hells yes. Nice. Uh, I got a couple of ideas for games, for movies. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Enslaved. What, became a movie? Yeah. Interesting. That could work. I know it's just Journey to the West, but... Mm. To be fair, Journey to the West... But it was so stylized. Yeah. Journey to the West is one of those stories that you can alter and adapt and turn into other films. And it's been done, like, thousands and thousands of times. You know, many different adaptation names and so on. And yeah. it's been the, the, the origin of a whole bunch of different stories that's sort of based yeah. on it. So you could do that quite easily. I mean, yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a, you know, a long-standing tradition of, you know, essentially ripping off Journey True. to the West. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing A Dead Space. They did one. Did they? I'm pretty sure they did. It was that an was, anime. Oh, the animated. No, that's what I'm Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, something Rising, wasn't it? There's two, there's two Dead Space animated ones. Aftermath? Yeah, Aftermath was a more recent one than there wasn't yeah. a, 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 another one. Um, Mirror's Edge. Ooh, yes. Edge I'm with you on that. Yeah. Be interesting as a live action movie. Um, uh, what was the other one? One which I'd like to see as a like, dumb, fun, kind of action horror be Splatterhouse. I would kill with <laughs> a fucking two by four with nails in it. Anyone just to see a Splatterhouse movie, especially if they got <laughs> Jim Cummings back as the terrorist. Yes, yeah. you want to do the voice? Get uh, fucking Tyler Maine to play. Uh, the, Rick. Um, yeah, well, it, it is it is Rick in every game, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know. Rick. Oh, uh, for those of you, Tyler Maine is the guy who plays Sabretooth in the the X Men movie, and uh, oh, he was in the Hall- he was uh, in the Halloween remix by uh, Rob Zombie. Who has been? Who would you have to cast as regular Rick? Regular Rick, me, and I could be in the film. And who would you get to cast as Splatter Rick? Splatter Rick. I think right. Uh, what I would say is um, get a. They'd have to do some kind of CGI trickery with it. Although you're going to have to do some CGI trickery with Big Rick anyway, because no yeah. one is that size. That's um, true. It's like trying to you know, like who would you cast as the Hulk? Uh, um, but the clever thing with that is that in, 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 in the Hulk and the Avengers, uh, you had to have uh, Ruffalo, you know, so you could sort of warp his face and make him yeah. into right? But Rick, when he's normal, he's, you know, played by an actor. When he's all hulked out and crazy and, and, and he, has mask on, yeah. he has a big fucking featureless mask on. So that really cuts a lot of corners in having to CGI the face, which is where a lot of the sort of... Um, Uncanny Valley st- problems would come from. Yeah, 
and rather than make it a he constantly is this it's a he makes the choice to put the mask on yeah I mean it's not one of the things you couldn't jump between the two because it's like once the mask is on it's fucking on you know yeah but he could do some sort of situation where he could get it off yeah you know blood dust dies down rips the mask off through a lot of pain type thing yeah I don't think I'd like that as much more of the sort of like battling inside his own head to keep control of himself Actually, yeah, that could quite work. Um, but start sprouting the spikes and shit. But in, in a kind of sort of retro... If they did it retro style, because, you know, Splatterhouse, the current game that's out, is a big send-off to the, the, the retro games of the past. So it is literally just yeah. gore and violence and blood and explosions. So if they did a, a game in the same vein as that, yeah. so going back to the sort of 80s video nasties, mm. I think that could work really well. Yeah. It would have a very niche market, I think. Yeah, because, it definitely would have a niche market. You know, fa- fans of 80s video nasties are not like the fucking mainstream of cinema no um it's 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 going to appeal to your cannibal holocaust fans mm. um but yeah i totally agree that would make that would be fantastic and then the other two i've got to hand at the moment um heavy rain heavy rain is a film i know but it'd be it interesting really is. To i mean to do in it, terms uh, of just cutting it together and putting it on youtube as a feature length that yeah. begging for and it, it could be several true. it could be several different movies i mean um different endings, it's, it's yeah. essentially how you got introduced to the game wasn't it jack yeah you, you I, I came around and i played through came around and he played it for me but he basically i watched a movie and he made the choices well it's how you got you uh, introduced to it as well jack yeah. because you came around mine yeah and I, I even did the whole thing of how am i gonna get rid of this guy's finger oh i know scissors so like, if this is going to be my movie, it is going to be as unrelentingly vicious as I want it to be. <laughs> there is a lot of stuff you could have done to make that worse. Oh yeah, but um, but yeah, uh, the, the other one, which is a bit of a weird one, I wouldn't mind seeing a Shadows of the Damned movie. <laughs> Garcia Huxburgh. Exactly. Ah, uh, Garcia fucking Huxburgh. Oh sorry, that's is his middle name. Yep. Um, yeah. That's a few that come to mind that I wouldn't mind seeing yeah. as a movie. Um, for me, I mean, again, it's going to be much the same answer as I gave last time, which is going to be Black Lagoon, Evangelion. Um, I just thought of one a second here. I'd like to see some more 40k and Warhammer stuff transferred across between video games and movies. We had uh, Ultramarine, didn't we? We had Ultramarine, the movie, which I... Was not awful. It was not absolutely terrible, but it really had some major, major issues. It did. Um, but think, it was fun. Yeah, it was. It was brilliant. And you know, John Hurt and Terrence Stamp and the fucking Honey Monster. It was in there, and um, wasn't uh, Pertwee in there as well? I think yeah. Yeah, basically, like every grizzled old British actor was in there. Um, but I mean, so it had star power. But like the the, the animation quality was okay. The storyline was okay it wasn't terrible it certainly it didn't suffer from a lot of the major problems we'd expect which is it it did fit into 40k canon quite nicely um which is more than can be said for say dawn of war which i love but yeah it does kind of fuck with the the original uh material so yeah i'd like to see more 40k games and i'd like to see more 40k movies and fantasy but i think you've got more of an option with 40k you've got much more to story to tell um you've got a whole galaxy of stories to tell for example uh i would oh having said that a necromunda game that could be really good. A Gorkamorka game, which I know was in production for the Dreamcast. <laughs> it was a, and it's pretty much the same game, but with orcs. Yeah, well, the the Gorkamorka game that they were uh, proposing for the Dreamcast, and they had actually a few screenshots um, sent out when they were developing it, was essentially like um, Twisted Metal, 
Oh, so it was oh, a, no, that would work. Yeah, it was a destructor, uh, destruction-based uh, racing game. I'm like, yeah, that kind of works. I mean, you could get away with that back then, but nowadays, you know, games need to have a little bit more to them, I think. Uh, I don't think they do. No? I think with the introduction of Xbox Live Arcade... You can, you can have... Steam sort of, Greenlight. Yeah. There's, a, there's room for that kind of sod the plot, here's some gameplay. And having said that, uh, with, with Warhammer Quest out uh, on the iOS and... Um, Space Hulk available I've, for pre-order. I've seen the trailer now. Oh my god. Oh, Space Hulk soon, man. And it's uh, cross-platform as well. It is. Which is very interesting. I will get to play you at Space Hulk on your tablet and on my laptop. Which is pretty cool. That's a nice touch. I really like that. Because they, they figured out that, you know, Space Hulk, that's a game you want to play with your friends. So yeah, you and it. because it's turn-based, it doesn't matter what the interface is. Yeah. So, yeah, that works quite well. Um, uh, World of Darkness... Yes. Um, I mean, these aren't really filmed by it so much. No, World of Darkness, though, is a franchise I want to see more games based on it, and any films. Yeah. Kindred does not count. Kindred, the, the Embraced. That was a good series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. It's a series about vampires. Oh, why is everything filmed during the day? Well, because vampires aren't necessarily hurt by daylight, in except Mastery, in the World of Darkness are. canon. Um, it was. It was filmed. It was basically. It was filmed during the day with a blue filter on. Yep. Now, sometimes if you do that right, it looks like night. Sometimes. Other times, it looks like you filmed during the day with a blue filter on. Yeah. So everything looks really blue, <laughs> uh, with really sharp shadows yeah. that you don't get at night. <laughs> um, I'm sure. That, I mean, one. I'm just looking at my sort of uh, film uh, shelf right now and just thinking, man, you know what I want to see. A full game, not just a mod, but a full game of 60s and 70s style Adam West Batman. <laughs> that would be pretty boss. I think the WAD MMO is in on hiatus at the moment, I think. No, it's it's still going, it's it just of, takes forever. Yeah, okay. It's 60p, they've, they've got a lot on their plate. They do, like overseeing Eve in which strange things are happening. I thought, well, strange things are always happening in Eve. Is it, also, isn't Eve getting now a TV series? Um, I don't know. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, I do remember this. Yeah, basically, it's part of the whole Xbox One thing, uh, thing when that was coming out. Was that basically, um, there is a TV series coming out of Eve, Eve Online, where the storyline, the, the, the plots of each episode, are actual things that have happened in the game. Works for me. Like actual player-based um, events. Um, because... Like the, the fall of Goon Squad and all that sort of stuff. Well, just... In the last couple of days, yeah, we have seen what might be the final battle in the Fountain War. Was oh, this the uh, four thousand player battle? I think it got up to six thousand. Wow! But it was an eight-hour-long battle that involved four to six thousand people. Eve is insane. Apparently, I recently described Eve to someone I know who had never played it or investigated it, but was reading reports of these wars because mm. he was expressing an interest. I said, Eve is an incredible thing to read about, and one of the most boring things you could possibly play. <laughs> That's the best way to put it, I think. They were talking about the logistics of an eight-hour-long battle, and how you have to position your fleets, and coordinating the movement of a thousand ships at once, and trying to get them to come out in vaguely the same place, and how you have to sort of stage two hours before and start prepping. It's, it's just... It boggles my mind that people do this. 
People do. That they are out there, and they are the ones keeping us from playing what MMO. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's basically what I hear the plot of the TV series is going to be. They're basically going to be looking through things that players have done with the most epic story. Remember the, the thing we were talking about? The uh, I think it may have been after we cut the last episode, um, where we were just talking about you know people uh, the, the, the storylines that you make in games. Yeah, they just come from things that happen. They're not actually sort of built into the game storyline. Um, basically, kind of like that. What players have done and made their own plot, and that's now becoming the sort of TV series of Eve. Interesting. So yeah, um, like I said, I think the Fall of Goon Squad is really the only thing I remember. They might have to change a few of the names. Yeah. Well, one of the major factions involved in this eight hour long war was the Clusterfuck Crew. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, the other one I remember is literally the guy that started the the, fir- the first intergalactic, uh, the first galactic bank. I think it was. You mm. That story. Yep, I remember that story well. Started a bank, and it went really, really well, and he was sort of lent... Basically, the idea was that he would lend money to um, new players so they could buy mining equipment, and then... And corporations. I mean, he was funding serious capital ship development. How it sort of got started was literally just giving a bit of money to people that wanted to get into mining. So he'd give them a loan so they could buy equipment, and then they'd pay him back with interest over a record period of time, and then lending money to corporations, and it just grew and grew and grew until it was worth, like, tens of thousands of real world dollars and then one day he just sort of walked into work one day st- <laughs> I remember there's a cracked article about it they literally said he just did what every bank manager in the world has ever wanted to do <laughs> he just walked into work one day stole all the money and ran tens of thousands of- and it's what he did with that money that is my favourite thing he bought a giant custom ship with all the defensive me- measures in the world uh, he bought a whole bunch of other random stuff. And my favourite thing, he pu- he spent most of the rest of the money putting a bounty on his own head. Which is just brilliant. Just- wow. He's <laughs> like, you know what, I've got so much money, I'm going to pay people to hunt and kill me. To make my own life more interesting. Yeah. And then did a massive YouTube video just laughing at everyone that had ever trusted him. One of the most epic trolls. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that is one of the stories they do. Which is why in the WOD MMO, I want to play as an NPC I once came up with for a WOD game. Yeah? The Vampire of Wall Street. <laughs> oh, uh, Jeffrey. Yep. Yeah. Hide in plain sight. And then I'll start lending people money uh-huh. and see if they trust me. <laughs> Can't trust him, he's a blood-sucking monster. Well, yeah, but it is Wall Street. They <laughs> say that about all my colleagues. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Wall of Darkness, Ava, Black Lagoon... Adam West Batman um yeah I, I'm I literally just looking at my, my, my f- the film collection just thinking no that wouldn't work but also holy shit how hilarious could that be Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas <laughs> <laughs> Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas as a point and click adventure or as a Cooking Mama style game yeah as a Cooking Mama style game you always do Breaking Bad <laughs> cooking up some uh, Children of Men that would be a really harsh game. That really would. That would essentially be like the Oregon Trail of gritty post-apocalyptic <laughs> games. I can also just see people getting to the end of that game and sitting there watching the credits. And it just goes, you, you've won, question mark. And just going to their friends. I finished Children of Men. I feel empty. Yeah, I love that film. It's a great film. <laughs> you died of dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I, this is, everything else I've got on there probably would not make great video games. Repo the genetic opera. 
That would make a brilliant video game. What are you talking about? If you did it in a kind of like, I don't know, Sing Star or uh, <laughs> Rock Band style. <laughs> uh, yeah. Gurren Lagan. But that would basically just be like what I would want to see as a as a Pacific Rim movie. It's just giant robots beating the shit out of each other. It's just they're slightly more giant robots than usual. Well, they did put Gurren Lagan into one of the Super Robot Wars games. Yeah, I'm assuming it wasn't like uh, Dai Gurren, whatever, the, the final robot. I don't know. For, for, the, for those of you who have not seen Gurren Lagan, I'm just going to... like it's, it's sort of pseudo-spoiler-ish, but... There is a point in that thing where basically the robots get bigger and bigger as the series goes on, as they try and outdo each other. So, you know, it starts off with giant robots, and then they get bigger, and then they fight bigger giant robots, so they have to get a bigger robot to fight that big robot. And one thing leads to another, and you end up having a robot so big that it flings galaxies like shurikens. I want to see that as a game. And on that note... Yeah. <laughs> the A-Team! On that note, I think we'll leave it there. Yeah, listen, I mean, I'm now... Yeah... We have been going for a while today. We have. We've had some listener mail. Which we'll deal with next week. We will deal with next week. <laughs> but until then, I have been Simon. I have been Jack. And I have been Irish. Goodbye. Bye! Bye.